Okay. This is Edward and sonsofgod.com, and it is October 22nd, Sunday evening. This is perhaps one of the most important words I think that we've ever brought. Um, there have been times that this type of word has come that has been a game changer, and I know that there exists within the energy of this word the potential of a game changer for the sons of God as the Lord is positioning them. So we bless this word. It might be a little bit of an editing challenge. Um, these types of words have a tendency to do that. But the title of this word is Light versus Dark, the Battle of the Ages. And what we're going to do is we're going to visualize a little bit here as we dive into this word. If you're wearing glasses, take them off. We're going to put a different pair of glasses on. I want us to see reality from a different perspective. Right now, the way that we view reality is, as I've explained before, it's the process of the the eye, the mind, the whole mind-body connection. And so as much as we are commanded not to know one another after the flesh, but after the spirit, um, I don't believe that's possible until we're fully on the other side of this transformation of the mind. It's not to say that it's not progressively unfolding it absolutely is. But to absolutely be free from this whole evaluation judgment level of what your eye sees um, isn't really accomplished fully until there is this completion of the renewing of the mind. So consequently, what we wrestle with is how we perceive everything. Now, you know, for example... You can say how we relate to one another, how we relate to siblings, uh, to friends, family, whatever. Um, even though you have faith for them, and you know maybe the Lord's revealed who they are to you, and so you 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 relate to them. You, you know you work on relating to them that way, and that's good. That's that's important. But we still are caught in this web where we still see people after the flesh. And it's hard to admit that. We don't want to. It's not our desire. We're not looking to limit someone by their limitations or by how they present themselves. But it's still a function of the, how the mind works and how it assimilates what the eye sees and what the emotions sense. And so you're constantly working at throwing that type of thing off while we're in this transition. So it makes it very interesting. So what I want to do is, and I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in a short word that we have not put out called the, the body of light. It had, really had to do with eating for the new body that we're being given. Even though the resurrected body isn't going to be dependent upon food. You know, Christ you know, flesh and bone, you know, as he saw the disciples, you know, when they were uh, on the seashore and he ate and broke fish with them. He didn't have to eat, but he could. But he wasn't of the same order of Peter and James and John and the other disciples. He had a glorified body. It was a whole transformation. And we're in that process. So while we're transitioning into this for whatever period of time it's going to take and however incrementally it happens to us, we are having to be more careful and to realize that our body is becoming more and more light. Now, I want you to understand what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that we're losing weight. Oh, you weigh less. You know, you're just eating, you know, drinking juice and eating turnips or whatever, and so you've lost 50 pounds. So yeah, you're definitely light. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a body of light that is energy, 
that is something completely different. And we've talked about everything in the realm of the kingdom of God is energy. We are energy. We're still coming to understand that. There's so much about the Father's kingdom that we, that we don't understand, and we've seen bits and pieces of. We know that energy is really at the root of so much. You know, it's all energy. And, and you could distill that down and say, if we were to put it in a black and white format, it's either light or dark. So when we talk about eating for the body of light, we are changing right now. Now, this isn't what the word is going to be about, but I just want to mention this. We are changing right now. Your body, and I know this is hard to grasp, so the Lord has to do this. You know, that's the word, right? He's faithful to work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's got to do this. All I'm saying is that our bodies are in the process of a physical change. Now, I'm not, I don't know how that lines up with everyone's doctrine and revelation uh, of what it means to be changed in the moment in a twinkling of an eye from a worm to a butterfly, literally a whole new creation. You know, that's where we're headed. We're headed. We've been, if you will... In a cocoon all of our life and haven't known it. Maybe, maybe we've realized that the last period of years, maybe not from this perspective, but we've been in a cocoon. And the word says, you know, that when he appears, we shall appear and we'll be like him. And I think it's Corinthians talks about 15, 1 Corinthians 15, talks about how each one is going to be very unique as they come to birth. I'm paraphrasing or summarizing, but, you know, each body has a different manifestation and will have as it comes to maturity. So we're in this transition and our bodies are changing. And I, I wish to God that we could understand that. I wish that we could grasp it, that the reality of what I just said could really sink in. And first and foremost, we've said for 20, 10 years, 15 years, break your bonds First, with everyone out there, because everyone projects all their ideas of who you are and what you are until you have no idea who you are. You're so cluttered with relationships and contacts and obligations and all of that crap. So we've been talking about that for a long time. Perhaps not as long. We've been talking about breaking the bonds with yourself, how you see yourself. And, you know, so there is that tendency to not see and not understand, not grasp, not realize that something is going on inside of you and you're changing. So first question I would have to those listening to this word, is Christ in you? Is the Father in you? That's a very basic tenet of what we believe. However, it's gone far beyond believing. I don't believe that. I know that. I know that is a reality. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We're still understanding what that means, the hope of glory. But just stop and, and, and just ponder on this for a second. Is Christ in you? Is the Father in you? Okay, we agree. They are. What's happening? Well, you could say the great takeover is happening. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit taking over until there's nothing left but Christ. Your unique expression and manifestation of Christ. And I know that we, you know, I, I, I'm... It, it's, it's challenging to talk about these things. Because 
I know that the truth of them have hit us on deeper and deeper levels as we've come up higher, as our energy has changed, as we've been able to grasp the truth. So you have to understand, just because you're walking with God doesn't mean you are able to grasp the truth in its entirety. Got it? Got it? Got it? No, no, not at all. You're on the path of change and transformation into sonship. Your capacity to absorb the truth, to hear the truth, is conditional upon your change and transformation, i.e. the work of the cross. As you change, as you come up higher in God, you have a capacity to hear the truth. That's why, you know, I, I don't want to go back and say that's why the scriptures always seem to read new over and over again. We've heard that. But it, it hasn't really hit us on the depth that it needs to, that we are in a process of change. And we, as much as we are at this point, we have the capability to hear the truth uh, to a certain degree. And what limits that ability is just you're maturing, you're growing, you're coming up higher. Revelation says they're being caught up to the throne. Well, we've said this before. You are being caught up to the throne right now. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to match your concept, perhaps. Of course not. It doesn't match my concepts I had 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. This is what's happening. And as we go from plateau to plateau in God, we're becoming lighter and lighter and lighter. We're becoming more and more like our Father, who is the Father of lights. Who are you? You're a child of light. Everything about you is light. It's very mystical to just grasp this. We think of ourselves as these finite beings with these bodies, and we know that our destiny is resurrection life, sonship, and that we'll always have a body that we can move through. But I don't know how much it's really grasped us, how much we are, how much he is in us, and it really comes down to the light. It says, no one can approach the Father, for he dwells in unapproachable light. Why is the light unapproachable? Because of the sin, the iniquity that still exists within the soul, within the aspects of the sons that are unregenerated, so we come to, to the Father through Christ. But we're progressively changing. We're becoming more and more light. And the brilliance of our rising is beginning to be noticed throughout the spirit world. As he's, you know, I saw this once on a map in a vision. As I began, I was in space looking at the earth. This was about five years ago. And I began to see bright pin, pinpoints of light emerge. First one, then another one. Then as I watched, more and more pinpoints of light began to emerge around the world. I went and, Father, what, what is this? The sons coming to birth, recognizing who they are, and the light that they are emerging you know, nothing could cover it any longer. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about eating for the body of light. And, you know, I, I kind of going back, but it's, you know, what I said 10 minutes ago. It's just recognizing something is happening within us. There is a mystical thing happening and I know that we struggle because we still 
have the aches and the pains. We still see ourselves in the mirror. We're still working on breaking our bonds with ourselves because there's no one out there for confirmation except the Father, really. I mean, and maybe your spouse, but not a lot of confirmation. Um, and, and so you're, you, know, you, you wrestle with some of this. But the fact is that when we say you're not the same today as you were yesterday, there's more to it. When, you know, it, the word talks about when Christ appears, you know, you'll be like him and so on and so forth. We have an idea that when Christ appears in his fullness and he's standing right next to there, putting his hand on your shoulder, there you are, you're just like him. But no, it's every time he appears to you in the word, you're changed into his likeness and you're no longer the same. We haven't really... You know, we're still grappling with our mind to understand what is happening within us as our spirits are changing. Because everything about us begins to have a dynamic. You know, your sensitivity becomes greater. The, the warfare seems to be greater. Uh, just so many different things because you're literally being pulled into walking in two worlds at the same time. You're being pulled more and more into the realm of spirit because of the changes that are happening. And yet, you know, your carnal mind has you anchored down here and you're kind of slugging it through on the physical level, dealing with more and more physical issues, perhaps, only because of what your spirit is tuning into and what you truly are becoming. You know, the bearers of the light. So, we'll just call this an introduction. Because what I want to do is I want to talk about the battle of the ages. The battle of light versus dark. If you ever went back to look at the um, some of the um, subject matter of the Hollywood movies throughout the eras. It's always been light versus dark on some level. You know, they've been obsessed with it. But in truth, we are in the battle of the ages, and it is the battle of light versus dark. So going back to what I said at the very beginning, let's put on a different set of glasses now, I want you to imagine for a second looking at reality from an entirely different perspective. We lose the ability for a moment to see matter and atoms and the formation of molecules and whatnot. And reality becomes something of energy. So... It's like you you don't have the ability to see a person. So, oh, yeah, I know who that is. That's whoever. All of a sudden, your mind is constantly making some judgments. And you're not really able to see really what's there. You see the person, and that's already colored your ability to perceive the truth. So we have these glasses on. And I look around me, and I, I don't see anything that makes any sense to me on a physical level. You know, everything is energy. <laughs> Almost sounds like a matrix. But, you know, just for a, mo for a moment here, just kind of bear with me. And just imagine you look around, and everything is energy. You can see the Father because there's this bright light of energy that radiates, and you feel his love and, and the essence of the Father. You see Christ. But otherwise, you, you look about you, and everything is energy. You walk outside, you know, and, and uh, as you go through your day. I know this is kind of hard to visualize, maybe. Um, but instead of seeing people or you know, whatnot, you, you begin to see the energy behind the people. So you're not given the right at this point to even know who the channels are, 
who the people are. You, that right's been taken from you. All you can see is energy. And as you do so, you find that you begin to relate to people by virtue of the energy that they manifest. And that is something that, you know, we, 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 we go in and out of, more out of because, you know, the conditioning of the mind still pulls into the physical level quite a bit. But it's important that we begin to see everything around us from an energetic point of view, from a whole different, I would say, paradigm, but maybe perspective or something. And when people speak, you see the energy. You know, you see light or you see dark. And you see what's coming through. And it may not even be the person's intent to be a channel of darkness. But inevitably, it just is what it is. What was it like for Christ when he turned around to Peter and what would have happened if he would have stopped and said, hey, Peter, let's, let's go sit down for a second. Now, I want to talk to you about some contacts that you seem to have and we've got a channeling thing coming through here and you've got some ideas that are, you know, kind of hitting and, you know, I, you know, you're off. He didn't. Christ was very black and white in that respect. You could almost call it cold. How cold that must have been. He turned around and looked at Peter, looked. He didn't say, hey, Peter. He looked at Peter. He said, Satan, get behind me. He saw the energy. I think that's Christ, that, that's a great deal how Christ functioned in the world about him as he walked. He saw people physically and whatnot, but he saw an overlap of energy, almost maybe even more than that, two or three realities overlapping simultaneously. And he, he responded to the energy. He didn't respond to the person or to the you know the weirdness of the soul flesh or whatever he responded to the energy or in some instances you could say to the spirit uh, that was really reaching out but here again that's to me that's very closely akin to energy I believe that as we progress further down this road in the next six to twelve months this is a time word that we're going to be facing greater and greater challenges. These challenges are going to determine whether or not you are able to break forth into sonship or not. They're going to determine, you know, just what, what is going to happen to you. Because... You know, in the Word, it says, if the elect could be, be deceived, they would be. The deception is so prevalent in the earth that it's staggering. And I'm not talking about the obvious deception, because there's a great deal of exposing going on right now of the evil that's been going on behind closed doors, a great deal of it. You can see it in the American political arena. You can see it in the governments of the world. It's all over the place. You know, God is exposing on a level that we have never seen. Now, to those of us on this path of, you could say, enlightenment, transformation, change, birthing, some of this is easy to discern. Whereas to those that walk in darkness... You know, they just think you're, you're loony. Um, but I'm concerned about another level that's past the loony and past just the ability that we have to see on this point. I'm talking about if it were possible to deceive the very elect, it would be. If time was not cut short, no flesh would be saved alive. What's happening? is a need 
for us to be able to really see the energy of everything that is happening in the earth. To get out of the mind that makes decisions or, you know, or says, well, that was my daughter or my son and they're, you know, and you have this idea about them or whatever, only to find that you're, 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 you're nailed because of the energy that's coming through them until you, you realize, okay, either I am going to sacrifice the potential of becoming what God has sent me to do and to be, or there's got to be a change happen here. Now, how interesting it must have been for the Lord. He loved everyone, but he wasn't sympathetic. He loved everyone, but he wasn't sitting there trying to reach out and nursemaid. He was very, very, you know, what appeared to be cold and calculating, you know, because he saw the spirit, he saw the energy, and that's what he was dealing with. We have caught to come to this next level where we begin to see the energy that is coming out of people, coming out of their mouths, coming, you know, out of what they project. And we cannot be locked in to a pair of eyeglasses that see reality based on how they have looked, how we have known them. Maybe we've never met them before and all of a sudden we meet them. Maybe we've never met them when we see them on TV or in the paper, whatever. And they're, you know, they've got their, they've got it nailed. They, they look good. They got the nice tie on. I mean, they got the power tie, the power shirt, whatever. And until you're, they're just trying to suck you into something and you don't realize the energy that they are of. It takes the scripture to a much deeper level when it talks about how Satan transforms his ministers as ministers of righteousness. And I'm not talking about churches. That's the obvious one. You say, oh, well, yeah, I know what you're talking about. All these churches out there and all those ministers that got 5,000 in their congregation, and then the congregation is blind as blind can be, and blind leaders of blind, and, 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 and that that pastor that that whatever is dressed up to the T he's got it down he just he's he's the mojo man that's not what i'm talking about that's obvious to us that's obvious obviously to the people in the congregation apparently not but i'm not even concerned about that because the word that god is speaking into the earth is to the elect it's to the chosen the word that's coming in the earth is not to the masses that are perishing or that have some other level of life that, you know, that, that God will provide for them in their long sojourn. I don't know. The word that's coming into the earth at this time is the word to the elect and to the chosen. This is not a word to the church. This is not a word to the millions of Christians. It's only a word to the wise virgins. And so when we talk about Satan dressing up as ministers, as ministers of righteousness, clothed in white, I've seen them in the spirit. They look beautifully white. But if you look closer, you see a an aura, a, a, a red tinge around their aura, and you re, you know you realize, oh, this is this is a demon, but it's clothed, and so that's why it's imperative that we be that we make some sort of change here. Call it another set of eyes, something much deeper than what we had that overlays 
this world of reality that we've known, where we've functioned and walked in a certain way, it all has to go on to a much deeper, deeper level. If it were possible, even the very elect could be deceived. Even the very elect, the chosen. We're talking about a, le a level of deception that without a great deal of transformation and discernment, the very elect will not see it. And the reason I am bringing this word, as much as Anne and I may see, I realize how much we do not see. I realize how much we have missed this. And I always learn these things the hard way because it always comes in and bites me in the ass. <laughs> and then I have to fall on my face and say, Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm not seeing something here. And then he has to bring a word and said, okay, it's time for a new set of eyeglasses because you're not seeing on the next level that you have to see to be able to function. We have to be able to see people purely by the energy that they project. You've got to be able to discern light and dark to get through the waters that we're facing right ahead of us. We might be in a rowboat, maybe we're in a speedboat. We could even be in a naval destroyer. But we're coming into some rough waters. And there's no way to navigate these rough waters that are coming without which we are able to move on this level and see the energy behind Everyone and every situation. You could be talking to someone. Oh, this is wonderful. You feel the light. You you know you, you get the you're, you're getting that energy. Okay, I see it. It's light, light, light. All of a sudden, boom. Where'd that come from? Some darkness came in that just under just was an undercurrent to everything that happened the, the prior ten minutes. All this great light, and all of a sudden, darkness starts flowing in. And if you don't catch it, it'll blind you. It'll blindside you. We have to be able to do that. Christ functioned that way. You know, Christ knew what was in man, and he gave himself to no one. He gave himself to no one. I wish I could say that of the sons at this time, but I can't. Everyone is guilty. You know, we have got to be able to function from that place where we truly give ourselves to no man. You give yourselves to the Lord. And I know that we have these concepts. We can say that, yes, 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 I do, I do, I do. But there's a much deeper level here that we have to see. You give yourself to no man. It's almost like getting up in the morning and say, I give myself to no man, but I give myself to you, Lord. I give myself to the light, not the darkness. I tell you, there's a lot of scriptures we could dive into. I can remember various visions. I'd have to go back up and dig them up. The talk about the coming darkness. And the coming darkness is here. The darkness in the earth is the darkest it's ever been. They equate this time to similar to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, whatever those days were like. We can read about that, but you don't really know until you walk it out firsthand how dark it was. That's how dark it is now. And the mind struggles with that. 
well, how is that possible? I'm still enjoying myself. Everything's great. I'm, you know, you're doing whatever you do. Ministering to people, if that's what you do, or whatever. How is it that what you say could possibly be here? This level of darkness? And yet, if you read through the scriptures, they all point to this time. A time of great darkness. Even Joel talks about it in the earth. So, you know... It's just interesting because I was looking at 2 Corinthians 6, was it 14 and 15? Let me see here, I can read that. You know, it just says, Don't be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? You know, and so on. Um, we've just got to be so careful. You know, when the father looks down at the sons coming to birth, who does he see? Well, ideally, he sees Christ. But not always. And the problem is, the Father has a hard time looking on unconsecrated flesh. And so, the reason for the last 15 years the words have come on bonds so much is because as long as bonds remain on various levels or any level, then you have a strong potential of carrying the very darkness of someone else that you personally don't have, but by virtue of transference and contact, a bond, a cord, you have become darkness. The Father looks down at you, what does he see? He doesn't see Christ. He sees darkness. And this cannot continue. The differentiation between light and dark is, is coming much more to a head because the sons of light are coming to birth. And it's imperative that we truly are able to see because what is here and what is coming is going to be very difficult to determine what is light and what is dark. It's not going to be so obvious as we think. You know, it, it, it's, it's sobering to, to just think about the Scripture. Satan dresses up as ministers, as ministers of righteousness, in robes of, right, you know, of white, and however else the Scripture goes. And if it were not possible, the very elect would be deceived. Um, I can't tell you how it's going to come individually and touch you. Certainly it's not going to come because you go to some old order church and some guy's out there spewing his darkness and everyone is just eating it up. It's going to be very personal. It's going to come in the back door of your life that you don't even realize. You know, the book of Joel talks about, you know, how the, the, the army of God is going to leap through the defenses and they're going to go through the back door and the windows and they're going to take a prey. Well, there's a flip side to that. The enemy has already been doing that to you. I think it's Isaiah 52 or 55. I, I, I don't recall. But it talks about the prophecy from Isaiah is when you separate yourself from the unclean thing, break your bonds, you come up higher, then the promise is the unclean will no longer come into you. Think about that. Think about it. No longer come into you. Do you realize how unclean, how filthy bonds are? 
how relationships of the soul flesh are and how much more that which is going to be projected to the elect and the chosen is going to be so fraught with problems because the light, the darkness is going to parade as light and seek to have access. What is it like for something to come into you? The closest thing I can tell you is that the relationship of Adam and Eve, you know, Adam went into Eve. It's pretty close. Well, it's very similar. The darkness has had access through the back door, through the window, through your unawareness to come in to you. To me, I just, just, it's just, it's, it's gag level to, to, to think about that. To think that this energy, the darkness, the debris, the clutter, the stuff has been able to come into me and merge with my energy, this unclean filth. And then we, but we're not aware of it, so we just go around carrying it. And all of a sudden our light has become a little darker not so bright. That's the jeopardy that we're facing right now. The promise is, you know, you separate yourself. You come up higher. You wake up. I think that's how the word goes. Arise. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Now let me say it again. Wake up. Get out of your slumber. Wake up. Come up higher. And the promise is the unclean thing will no longer come into you. We are in the battle of the ages, the, the battle of light versus dark, on a scale and a level that we have never understood, and it pervades the earth on a level that people have no understanding. People are out there, you know, so absorbed with all of the obvious corruption that's going on in the world, in the American politics, you know, in the governments. I mean, the, the corruption is crazy because God is exposing. That was the promise. That's been the prophecy. And that's what we have been declaring for months now. God, you shall expose that which is being done in darkness behind closed doors. He's pulling back the, you know, the, the, the robe, the, 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 the curtain. It's been happening. But that's only on one level. And then, the, the, and then if you have eyes to see on this level, it can be very encompassing because all of a sudden you're seeing corruption on a scale you didn't even have any idea existed. And I tell you, as much as you see happening in the earth, the governments, the politics, the corruption, the corporate America, the, 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 all of that, as much as you see, that is the tip of the um, iceberg. That is the tip of the iceberg. The corruption is so far greater. The darkness is so far greater that if the Lord was to show you how deep this darkness goes, I don't know that you'd be able to sleep at nights. I have seen it, and the Lord has graciously removed that, not all of it, but most of it from my memory, because the darkness is so pervasive, and the acts of darkness are just, staggering and what you see on the surface is just the tip of an iceberg that is so so evil I don't know what it was like in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah but I tell you this it had to be awful bad because it is really bad at this point and it's imperative that we begin to see reality from a perspective of energy. We want to keep it just real simple. 
you know, it's almost like, if you can imagine, I know the Lord has not opened the eyes of very many to see the world around them on that level. It would be like having the Lord open your eyes to where you see the overlapping of the spirit world and the natural world at the same time. It would be very difficult to function if that was really the case. I don't think, well, I don't know of anyone that, that moves that way. I know some have, you know, had forays into that. And it can be very um, difficult to, you know, get your bearings. But to have that level of sight opened up to you, to where you see the darkness and the demons and all of, the, all of that simultaneously to what's going on on a normal nine-to-five day, you know, everyone's happy, whatever, in America, it would be, you'd probably go crazy. So since the Lord has not opened that level of sight up in that way, he is opening up something in a different aspect that we have to press into. And that is the ability to begin to relate to everything around you as energy. And the minute you feel the energy shift, you see it shift, you're you're right there at the gate, you're right there at the door, you slam the door shut. And that's on every level. People, television, movies, shopping, whatever, whatever you're doing on a day-by-day basis, you become aware of the light and the dark. And everything becomes to you, in some ways, very simple. It's light or it's dark. And there's nothing personal here. You might, it, you know, you might love the person all of a sudden who's just spewing out darkness, darkness, darkness. And you can just sit up there and just eat it. Since this is a word that we're not sure what we're going to do with, what was shown to me last summer was the debates that were coming. They hadn't begun yet of the presidential candidates. And the Lord said he didn't really want me watching it. And he explained why. He says, because, and, and as graphic as it sounds, Everything coming out of all of their mouths is snot. And everyone that's watching it is eating the snot. It's just foul, and it's disgusting, and that's all it is. It's just spewing this shit everywhere. And people are just eating it and eating it and eating it. And so he said, he didn't want us connected that close. We haven't been. But we've been certainly watching it as close as we can because the darkness is just running rampant. But anyway, this is the situation that we're dealing with right now. This is a change that we have to press into and something that we just need to understand. We need to go over this word a number of times and we need to let it really sink in that God is trying to change Um, It's not even a paradigm. A paradigm has to do with how you see reality, how you, you know, you formulate your whatever. Um, We're talking about something a little bit different than just a paradigm. We're talking about having a different set of eyes that overlap the one set to where everything begins to have a dimensional feel to it and the the light and the dark the good energy the bad energy in all of this the darkness is not not going to be able to hide because i know that the days right ahead of us now are going to see many that have been called perhaps not make it because they're not able to separate the darkness from the light. And this is all about the conflict of light versus darkness. 
So I bless this word tonight. I know there's more to come because this has to do with a change. And like I said, we're changing on a level that we don't understand. It's hard to even understand what we are. It's almost like getting up in the morning and, and it's not saying who am I, but it's, it's almost like what am I? Uh, because there are changes that are outside the scope of your knowledge, outside the scope of the dictionary that your mind has. And we don't know how to relate to where we're at, much less what we're... We know the end product, you know, by concept, but it's hard to understand the, trans, the transitory process of coming into that. So I, I loose this word to go deep and to go really deep because this whole thing of light and dark has to be separated out. We have to understand the warfare has gone up several notches and the darkness in the earth is getting greater. We have to understand everything that is touching us or is near us and we have to begin to be able to separate the darkness and really nail it at the gate so there's no longer any back doors or back windows for the enemy to come in because we're not aware of the darkness and the energy that's truly coming. I mean, it's like, you know, not to belabor a point, but it's like knowing people. You've known people for years or maybe just a short time or maybe you've just met them and they seem very nice on the surface and maybe intentionally in their heart they are but they don't realize they themselves what they've become as a channel of darkness and negative energy until it just permeates you and you feel unclean and you don't even know what it is. That has to stop because that is what's going to hinder your ability to fully manifest and become. Not to say that Satan is not right there with that dark negative energy coming right on the coattails of it to bring more than just a little darkness, but a major hit and restraint. And this ends. Satan is not able to work in darkness any longer. And I declare that for the sons. This new ability to see comes forth now in Jesus' name. Amen.